Welcome to episode 322, I think, of the podcast. This is Nigeria's longest-running business podcast dedicated exclusively to the art and to the science of selling, sales, and personal selling. I have some good news to announce to you guys, you listeners, members of the house, and that is that I have finally discovered another podcast, another Nigerian business podcast. It hasn't been on the airwaves, I guess if you can say on the airwaves. It hasn't been around for as long as um, mine has, and she has a couple of episodes uh, up already, really interesting. Her name is Titi Kundayo, and the name of the podcast is Abeg Who Send Me. For Nigerians, I guess there's no need to translate that. But for those of you who are listening in from the UK, America, uh, I even have some listeners in Bangladesh and Iran, surprisingly. So for those of you in America, Bangladesh, Iran, Abeg who sent me is just colloquial for saying, okay, it's hard to explain, but basically when you're in that mind frame of Abeg who sent me, you're in that situation where you're throwing up your hands in desperation and just basically saying, I was fine before I started this venture. So who prompted me to get into this? So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a saying that uh, denotes exasperation. You're in a tight spot. And the idea behind it is I was perfectly fine the way I was. So who in the world asked me to start this enterprise or who asked me to get into this situation? So from the title, I'm sure you can figure out that that show, Abegu Send Me, is dedicated to um, entrepreneurship and, uh, yeah, looking at entrepreneurship, uh, the life of entrepreneurs, uh, the problems that they face and um, how they get out of uh, situations when they are in a pickle. Again, the show is Abeg Who Send Me. For those of you who are not Nigerians, Abeg is A-B-E-G. And then the rest is straightforward. Who, W-H-O, send, S-E-N-D, and then me, M-E. I beg who sent me. Interesting podcast, Titi Akundayo, really interesting. Not only did I discover the show last week, I was invited to be on the show and we handled our recording uh, this morning and it turned out to be really, uh, well, it was fun for me. And she said that it was uh, really useful for her and it's going to be fun for her community so when the recording comes out i'm going to rip the audio and put it up here so that you guys can um yeah you guys can see what i've been up to over the weekend and also uh, discover another useful um, resource out there in podcast land a podcast is a lot different from mine because hers is interview based so she's inter interviewing people from different background so you could say I'm the first, okay, not you could say, I definitely am the first sales specialist that she has had up there. The previous guests have included someone in the fashion industry, an app developer, someone in talent management. Um, let's see, what else? A variety of um, disciplines. Anyway, so it's, a, it's an interesting show to listen to. She approaches podcasting a lot different from how I do it. So she's interviewing people. As you've noticed, I don't interview people. I talk to them and then give a recap over here on the um, podcast, especially when I'm doing listener shout-outs or talking about people that I've done projects with. And apart from the interview, she also makes sure that everything is nice and uh, properly produced. So if you want to hear what I sound like without all the ums and the ahs and the hissing and the drinking water and the sneezing and, um, and what else, uh, you know, and the coughing and things that I inadvertently do on the podcast. Since I 
do these things in one take. So if you want to hear what I sound like when I'm nice and polished and all the errors have been taken out, then please listen to uh, her podcast and let me know if you think it makes any difference. You know, the whole thing of me showing up here and spitting it out in one go versus listening to me when everything has been edited, all the sound equalized, all the ums and the ahs and the errors and everything uh, taken out. And then, of course, since uh, it's going to be uh, edited, it's not going to go live immediately because she already has three shows in the backlog. So my episode uh, where I was talking about sales mistakes is going to be up in about a month from today. So she's taking a, a lot more professional and polished approach, you know, music on the show. Um, yeah, so it's good. I'll let you guys know when it's um, available. Well, in fact, you'll know because you'll plug into the podcast and then you'll just hear her uh, audio ripping straight through your headphones. So, yeah, that's it. That's part of what I've been up to. And to let you guys know that there's good news, there are other podcasts out there, apart from the GIST podcasts and my favorite podcast, which is the um, I Said What I Said podcast. Yes, my favorite GIST podcast, period. Because I don't listen to other GIST podcasts, whether UK-based or American-based or whatever. So that's the only podcast, GIST-based podcast that I listen to. But it's not for everyone, like I recommended it to my cousin. My cousin listened to a few episodes. And then she looked at me and she said, Tavishima, you're not serious. These girls don't have problem. Well, you know, Nigerian speak. These girls don't have problem. I'm not listening to them again. So it's not for everyone. But if you're looking for a nice GIST podcast to uh, let your hair down, because you're tired of listening to me talk about sales or listening to TT talk about entrepreneurship and listening to all the other personal development sales and marketing podcasts that you listen to, then I said what I said and all other podcasts are a nice way to step down. So keep an eye out, a beg who sent me, coming over here to you guys soon in a few weeks. Three weeks, one month. All right, now back to the uh, regularly scheduled part of the show. Now that we're done with the intro. Okay. Now, one question I would like us to look at today. Why should you keep talking to past clients? That is something that I've spoken about ad nauseum. We've spoken about this time and time again on the podcast. And so for those of you who've been listening for a long time, you already know that we should keep talking to our past clients because you're not going to get the second sale unless you are in active contact with the customer. If you stop at the last transaction, then that's it. You have to go and look for someone new. But if you're still in touch with them, there's a possibility of repeat business and referrals and they bring their friends, family members and associates. And I keep on stressing that even though you are in the wedding space and you know your bride is not getting married again, that is our prayer, that the bride and the groom don't get divorced and then marry someone else. But if they do and they call you again, um, let me know what that experience was like because I haven't experienced it. And let me know if you had any emotional qualms with collecting uh, money from them um, again. I heard of an American poster, uh, sorry, an American podcaster and photographer who had absolutely no qualms. The lady had been married three times. He said it's awkward each time. And he's hoping that there won't be a fourth marriage. But each time he goes through the whole thing, pre-wedding shoot, blah, blah, blah. He collects the money and he has absolutely no qualms with it. Although he says it's a little awkward and he hopes it won't happen again. So if it happens to you guys, let me know. I haven't experienced that yet. And I hope we do not experience that in our businesses. Well, for the sake of our clients, because the money is good for us. But for the sake of their own happiness, we hope they don't get divorced and have to remarry again. So even though they're not going to get married again, they're going to be able to bring other kinds of things our way. The baptisms, uh, what else? Baptisms, naming ceremonies promotion at work, uh, marriage anniversary. Um, there's lots of stuff 
uh, that can happen and then the referrals as well but you're not going to get all that back-end business if you don't keep in touch with uh, them so that's the reason why we should always be in touch with our clients and I hope that by now after listening to over 320 episodes of this show I hope you are convinced whether you are in the uh, in the events and wedding space or uh, whether you're an app developer or whether you're into graphics or computer design or coding or whatever it is now the reason why I remembered this and the reason why I'm hopping on it again today is because of a case study that I came across recently there was this fellow who was a printing and graphics professional and he was a member of the premium mentoring group now that group had me over yesterday evening to talk to them in a clubhouse um, session where we were looking at uh, a number of topics that are not necessarily sales related but where um, sales disciplines and sales principles can apply and so they were talking about uh, trying to find their purpose how do you know what business or career to get involved in and um, when is the best time to resign your job so that you can move out and set up a new business so those are the kinds of questions that we were talking about generally but for those of you who've been listening for a while you're aware that i say that these principles are evergreen they apply across lots of disciplines and situations and so yes there's a lot that sales can teach you if you are worried about resigning to start a new job um how do you network properly uh what business should you be involved in uh things like that the sales principles um that apply now the reason why um i remembered his own study and why it's tied to what we're talking uh, about today was because um at the resignation part of the show where we're examining people's experiences about um resigning oh by the way the audience was mostly um creatives and tech-based people so photographers graphic artists web design uh coding uh printing uh what else you know all those um sorts of stuff so another example to show how everything that we talk about here is not just wedding related so it applies to um other people as well um yeah it's interesting that they call themselves creatives because typically when the average person say creative what they usually mean is you know, people closer to our own end, you know, photographers, videographers, and stuff like that. You know, you don't really think of a coder as a creative person. But I'm really glad that coding people um, also think about themselves as creatives because there is um, creative input uh, that goes into um, creating websites or creating computer programs and apps and things like that. So, yes, those are creative endeavors. So, anyway, so this guy in particular, he shared his testimony if we can call it that that he was able to resign easily because he had kept in touch with past clients he didn't experience a drop in income when he resigned yes let me repeat he did not experience a drop in income when he resigned because he kept in touch with past clients now for those of you who are surprised and who think that this is um unbelievable yes it is incredibly rare that someone resigns a steady job and then moves in and the income doesn't drop but in this case he had given himself a timeline when he started the job he was going to be there for two years he and his wife had discussed and his wife reminded him when he was in year three that look this was the plan it's time to move but for two years he had kept in touch with past clients that's the reason why he had a book of business when he resigned and that is why he did the extremely ballsy thing of resigning when his wife was pregnant and they were expecting a new child i wouldn't have done that 
let me confess. I mean, we have a baby on the way. I would have held on to the job and I would have been doing the side hustle. But my guy had the balls. He had the liver and he resigned. Uh, but that's because he kept in touch with uh, the past clients and then were able to, I was able to use that as a case study to break it down for the class about um, things that he did and what made that um, possible. Because a lot of people are successful in business or in their careers using principles subconsciously that they don't, they're using principles, valid, good principles, but they're doing it subconsciously. They're not doing it in the conscious sense. And so people ask them, oh, what did you do? How did you do this? And they can't really explain. But meanwhile, there were solid principles behind this. And that was, and this was one um, example that we could use to flesh out a couple of things. So in this case, he kept in touch with people because he was um, prioritizing, sorry, forgive me, prioritizing phone calls and in-person visits. Let me repeat, phone calls and in-person visits. Now, it's, I'm sure it's, well, anyway, it's probably more than a coincidence. Anyway, well, well, it's just a coincidence. But still, it's important to note that that's something that I had spoken about on the podcast a couple of days ago about the priority in communication, how um, in-person is best. And then after that, phone call, video, all the way down to text-based options. And this is an example um, that, you know, he seemed to be doing intuitively, but he didn't know that there's good uh, science and there's good discipline behind it. So he prioritized phone calls. He was in touch with everybody. You know, hey, what's up? How are you doing? as the business, you know, blah, 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 general conversation. And uh, there was one client in particular who was making um, a leap uh, from one business to another and who had a significantly big project. This guy was into printing and um, graphics. And so because he had been in touch with all his people, this big client, you know, the big haul, the big job, you know, the passion was um, able to reach out to him because it was top of mind to say, oh boy, how far are you in town? Why don't you come over? I'm working on this and I need some help. And of course, he did what I would advise some of you to do because some of you would immediately move to WhatsApp chat because you don't want to answer the phone or you don't want to inconvenience yourself. But he did intuitively what I recommend people to do. He asked a couple of questions. It looked like this was something sizable. And in order to beat traffic, he took a boat ride. That's also another thing I will not do because I do not swim. Oh, he's based in Lagos. I can't swim. And so there's no way I'm going to get into a speedboat or whatever, and then cross the uh, lagoon to get into Lagos Island. So I know some people do that, but when I was based in Lagos, I never took a boat ride. Never. I would always go on the road, however long the traffic is going to take. I wouldn't just say, oh, I'm over here, so let me just drive to Ikorudu or this place and then take a boat ride, and then I'll be there in 15 minutes. So uh, no, I never did that, but this guy really has balls. Anyway, so he took the boat ride, went over there, met the client, they sat down, they talked, turned out to be a nice, um, huge deal, decided to move forward, and then he took the boat ride back, and then he was able to um, clinch a really big deal um, with a couple of weeks of income, and then he was able to... Um, move forward i'm being sketchy with the details because of course i have to respect his um well i say respect his privacy but other case studies that we've spoken about over here on the podcast like the lady who sells shoes on instagram and the person who has um sold inverter batteries and alternative energy solutions i went into more details with them because it was uh made much more explicit that look i'm talking to you this is what we're doing but i'm going to share about it in uh as case studies for other training sessions and things like that so, uh, yeah, that's it. So he prioritized phone calls and in-person visits 
Uh, we've already gone past the 15 minute mark, so I'm not going to go into uh, much detail again to show how he was applying good sales practice um, intuitively. But this is just to show you that these things do work. Now we're talking over here on the podcast and they apply to you regardless of whatever discipline you're in, whether you're in printing uh, and graphics like this particular guy was, or if you're in the wedding space like you, gentle listener, or whatever uh, space that you're in. So we should keep in touch with past clients because there's some back-end value to be delivered and some back-end profits to be captured. And if we let go of the relationship, if we just collect the money and then say sayonara and then move on to the next one, we're going to be losing out um, on this. And then the case study also shows that in-person visits and phone calls actually make the sales process a lot easier. Although I had to qualify to members of the group, the premium mentoring group on our clubhouse session yesterday, that of course it depends. So if you're selling an infomercial product, you know, all these people who are selling um, uh, white papers or selling online classes and stuff like that. So if you do that, you can't call a thousand people or a million people. So in that sense, it actually makes more sense to just load everybody up into WhatsApp and blast out the message or blast out the email or whatever. So it depends. But for people who are service professionals like you and I, I'm assuming that most of us listening to these things are sales professionals. So if you're a printer, you are a service professional. If you're a graphic artist or you're a coder, you are a service professional. A lot of the time, it's going to be you talking to one person or a committee of people or maybe a husband and wife team or whatever. So for people like us in this situation, phone calls, in-person visits, it's not a bad idea. Have the phone call, ask qualifying questions, get a sense of whether this is worth something meeting over. And if it is, go for the in-person visit. Don't worry if the deal closes or not. As the law of averages, like Brian Tracy likes to say, over time, all these things pan out and we are going to do just fine. So thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based sales consultant and event media professional, Tavishima Ayede. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording. And everyone listening, you guys have a wonderful weekend.